Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. I hope you are having an awesome day. I am excited to be doing a Q&A episode today. I actually was looking back and realized I don't think I've done a Q&A episode except for the Fat Loss Basics Q&As all year. Um, so it's really important to me to be taking your questions and answering them because ultimately... I am not here to tell you what I think you need to know. I am here, and I've told you guys before, this is your podcast. I am here to understand where you're struggling and help give you the tools that you need so that you can overcome those struggles. Because for most of us, we struggle with the same thing over and over and over again. And oftentimes, it's because we're just relying on ourselves and the old tried and true methods to overcome that struggle instead of reaching out and saying, hey, what I'm doing isn't working. Can you give me a hand up? So I love doing these Q&A episodes. And for a while there, I was doing them once a week. And then there was just so many other things I wanted to get to, but I want you guys to know and understand that there's really nothing that I take more seriously than understanding what you feel like you need to know, where you feel like you're experiencing challenges, and then helping you overcome those challenges. So clearly, one of the areas around which I get the most questions is struggling, feeling off track, not knowing how to pull it together and do the work that's going to help you reach your goals. I get emails every single day about stuff like that. So what I did for this episode was pull together a series of questions that all have to do with that, the challenge, the struggle, the feeling like you're in a rut of not making great choices and how to pull yourself out of it. And they're all kind of different, but in that same vein of feeling like you just don't have it together and I want to help with those things. And if you can't relate to any of these and there's something that you have going on that I didn't address, I want you to get in touch with me and share it with me so that I can help or point you in the direction of somebody who might be able to help if I am unable to. So the first And this is not a specific email, but it might as well be because a lot of emails that I get start off this way in a very broad sense, the notion of, I'm a mess, I have no idea where to start, I want to make progress, but I just can't stop eating, I don't know why I'm doing this to myself, please help me. And my response is, Just so you guys know, when I do these Q&A episodes, it doesn't mean that these questions have gone unanswered. I do respond to all of the emails that come in and the Facebook messages, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. Um, But 
I understand that if one or two people have a question, there's probably one or 2,000 people that have that same question. So I like to do them in this format. But the common way that I respond when I get these emails of, I'm a mess, I, I'm not doing the work, I don't know how to pull it together, I really need your help, what, you know, what do you suggest? And the first thing that I routinely suggest is slow down. Breathe and quiet your mind because so much of our stress and anxiety is self-generated because we work ourselves into this tizzy of, oh my gosh, and then this is wrong and I don't know why I'm doing this and blah, 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 and it just freaks us out and generates so much more stress than the situation itself. Like if we get really objective and look at just facts and not emotions, so you've made a series of not so great food choices. Yeah, that sucks, it doesn't feel good, but that's all it is. The rest of it that exhausts us is all of the emotion that we attach to that. So the first thing that I say is, take a deep breath, no longer waste energy where it can't possibly serve you. Whenever we get into this place, and I know this place because I'm intimately and personally familiar with it, we make the situation, the facts, the black and white objective part of this, the I'm not making good food choices, we make it worse when we fuel it with emotion. And I know I've said a million times that we have a finite amount of energy. It's not infinite. And when you use your energy for stress, for worry, for anxiety, that is what is called a case of too much future or too much past and not enough present. What you're doing is you're sort of silencing your ability to do something now because all your focus, attention, and energy is in stressing over what you did yesterday or what you're worried about tomorrow. So constantly be mindful of bringing your attention back to right now, right? And also, for the love of Mike, right, whoever Mike is, remind yourself that you do not have to do everything. Sometimes we feel paralyzed because we don't know that we can simplify. We're not reminding ourselves that we don't have to do it all, right? You have to do something, but you don't have to do everything. And when we aren't overwhelming ourselves with the past or fear of the future, we're paralyzing ourselves with too many options, right? I don't have time to food prep and to work out. And I don't have the energy to break this sugar habit. Okay, fine. You don't have to. You don't have to. If you feel like you're off the rails, the first thing I want you to do for all of you out there who are like, oh, I don't know where to start. I want you to start with tracking writing down what you eat, when you eat, and how it makes you feel in terms of energy, mood, cravings, all of that stuff, right? This is the first thing that brings back your sense of control. Do not skip this. Most of you, and I know from emails, are skipping this. Trust me on this. Tracking has been an insanely powerful learning tool for me, but also for every single one of my clients who have embraced it. And there are a couple of my clients who are really resistant to tracking and their results are reflective of their resistance. So please, step one, if you feel like I'm not doing the work, the first thing I want you to do is track. It doesn't take more than five minutes per day. 
really. And I'm going to link in the show notes to a detailed article that I wrote on how to track, where to track, what to track, so that if you're like, what does that even mean? It's not counting calories. It's not counting carbs or macros. I'm going to link to that article in the show notes. So if you feel stuck, this is number one. That is the only change I want you to make. And if you've nailed that already or when you nail that, The second thing I want you to do, and this is not what you do at the same time. Remember, I said, if you've already nailed that or when tracking has become automatic, then I want you to focus on breakfast, right? And I'm going to link to Q&A 6, which is still the most popular episode of this entire podcast, and I'll link to it uh, in the show notes, is all about how to master breakfast. Because here's the thing. Not only... Does having a fat loss breakfast make you feel accomplished and in control? Like, yes, it's early and I already did something good for my health that generates momentum. It also increases your energy and decreases your hunger and cravings, so it makes the rest of the day easier. If you are currently skipping breakfast or doing the bagel and the cereal or the muffin at Starbucks, let's call it a cupcake because it is a cupcake, Um, but whatever you're doing, it doesn't mean that you have to be doing a big meal prep for dinner or that you need to stop snacking or that you need to stop eating ice cream after dinner. All I want you to do, if you're feeling like you don't know how to get things under control, first track, then when that is effortless or routine for you, master breakfast. Master breakfast. The other thing that I really want to hit home for anybody who is struggling or feeling like they're off track is the episode from November 17th. It's the Bounce Back Strategy Workshop episode. And I recently got an email saying, when I reference old episodes, can I include the episode number? And when I think about it ahead of time, I will definitely look it up. But in this case, because it was a mini-sode, I just don't number those. So uh, it's the Bounce Back Strategy Workshop mini-sode from November 17th. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. But if you have not yet listened to that episode, or even if you have, it might be worth revisiting if you didn't do the work. The premise is this. When we have a problem at work, there's a procedure in place to fix it. So when the same problem crops up over and over again, we know, all right, this is what we do to fix it. It doesn't mean it's not annoying or frustrating or it doesn't take effort to resolve it, but we don't sit there and go like, oh my gosh, my computer crashed. I don't know what to do, right? Like we call the help desk or we restart it or whatever it is. We know when there are repeat problems that we've seen over and over again, we know the steps to take to fix it. We have a standard operating procedure so that we don't lose our minds and get stuck in a cycle of stress where all we're doing is stressing instead of resolving the problem. Even at home, right? A light bulb goes out. We don't panic about what we're going to do after sunset because we can't see. Like that is a problem that happens routinely. We know what to do. We grab the new light and we replace it. Boom. The servers go down at work. We don't lose our minds. We know who to call to get involved. We go through that process. We're irritated. We're frustrated. But we don't just sit there freaking out that we're not going to have internet for the rest of the day. We would be insane in our jobs to let the same problem repeatedly freak us out and paralyze us with inaction, knowing that it's going to happen again. But we tend to approach food that way. 
we run into these same challenges over and over again, but we do not have a procedure in place that we say, all right, when this happens, I do this. So in that November 17th bounce back strategy episode, we talk about how to create your own personal bounce back strategy so that when you feel this way, out of control or off track or unsure of what to do, you pull out your own personalized bounce back strategy and you execute it. It is your own standard operating procedure so that you don't have to panic or freak out or feel like a failure. You just go to that SOP, standard operating procedure, and this particular episode includes a worksheet to help you do that for yourself because your bounce back strategy is going to be different from my bounce back strategy. But then whenever we get to this place of like things are falling apart, I don't feel in control, instead of spending days spinning with like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do this? And waking up every morning with great intentions and then shoveling food in your face a few hours later, we have our strategy in place and we can just do the work until it becomes a routine and it's no longer so challenging to bring ourselves back to what makes us feel our best. All right, the next question is related to alcohol because this is some place where a lot of people feel like they kind of go off the rails and have a trouble have trouble bouncing back. So this question came in, I love going out with my friends and having a few or more than a few drinks. It's something fun. I really look forward to it and I don't want to give it up, but I always feel so awful afterwards. My inhibitions are lowered, so the night of drinking, I'm also eating a bunch of junk food. And then the next day, my cravings are out of control and it just seems like I can't shake it. Is this just in my head, right? And I said, my response was, absolutely no, it is not just in your head. These cravings make a lot of sense both emotionally and physiologically, right? Emotionally, after a night of drinking and eating, we're tired physically, we're drained, right? We aren't feeling our best probably, and many of us just out of habit look to food for comfort. That makes sense. Physiologically, it's more than that, okay? Remember that any time we fail to control our blood sugar or our insulin, we're setting ourselves up for more hunger and more cravings because your body is looking to stabilize blood sugar, right? And it's triggering hunger and cravings because you've sent your blood sugar on a wild ride. You can expect those compensatory cravings. Expect them. So this is what I recommend specifically for people who aren't ready to dial back the alcohol now or ever. And that is to take time to prepare for the following day, the following day. So if you are going to go out on Friday night and you know you just want to let your hair down and drink and have a great time and not worry about anything, whatever, I'm not here to talk you out of that. But what I do want to recommend is that before you go out on Friday, you prepare in detail for Saturday. Specifically, here's what I want you to do. I actually want you to invest the time in purchasing or preparing every single one of your meals for Saturday so that when you wake up feeling not so hot on Saturday morning, It's easy for you. You don't have to make decisions. You don't have to cook. It is all done ahead of time. I want you to make or buy already prepared fat loss friendly meals that you really enjoy and will look forward to. 
I want you to set yourself up for success the next day so a wild night doesn't turn into a train wreck weekend by minimizing the choices you have to make the next day. Because the next day, chances are you're going to be tired, you're going to be groggy, you might be hungover, and you will almost certainly have cravings. And if you have to wake up and decide what to eat, it's going to be pretty easy to choose the bagel, right? But if you know that you made your favorite frittata or chia seed pudding and it's just in the fridge waiting to be heated up, you're removing the guesswork and the decision making. Invest time in setting yourself up for success the day after. This is a hugely powerful strategy. If you leave it to chance, you're more likely to lead with your cravings, lead with your fatigue instead of leading with your goals. So set yourself up with a strategy for the next day. That is my biggest recommendation. All right, another email that I got this week, this is actually from one of my clients, but I see similar kinds of messages very regularly. And it was kind of a litany of all of the legitimately stressful things in life, right? My work is crazy. I'm hormonal. My husband is traveling. My kids have a million things going on. I cannot balance it all. I want to, but I just can't. Now listen, here's my response to this. You do not have to balance it all. Number one, do you know your big rocks? I talk a lot on this show about the 80-20 rule and the fact that, forgive me for one second while I strip down, I'm getting hot in this closet. You guys know I now record in a closet. Long story. Um, whew, all right. <laughs> But I talk a lot in this podcast about big rocks, the idea that the majority, like 80% or more of your results come from just a few, 20% or less of your efforts. So knowing your powerful 20% is key. So many times we get lost in the weeds trying to do everything. Like I just don't have time to go to the gym and do meal prep for a week. Like A, who said you had to go to the gym every day? And B, who said you had to meal prep for a week at a time, right? Do you know your big rocks? Execute those. And I'll tell you what mine are in a second. But the other thing to keep in mind is, is eating crap easier when you're stressed? Sometimes we make it seem like it's actually just easier to eat junk. And so that's why it that's why we do it. Now, does it take less time or less prep to grab takeout or, you know, a drive through Yeah, sure, of course. But could you just as easily get takeout that's fat loss friendly? Absolutely. And I've talked about this in a number of podcasts about eating out for fat loss. But, you know, if the argument is I just don't have time to cook a big meal, so I just ended up getting pizza, it's no more difficult to go get a lettuce wrap from a sub shop right? Like it's just as easy. It's just as much work. So the notion that it's easier is sometimes just an excuse that we make, right? But the other thing to keep in mind is then what happens if you do the junk, if you eat the McDonald's, you know, uh, Big Mac and French fries and soda, or you pick up the pizza, then what happens? If you feel awful or lower energy or frustrated or lethargic, it's not any easier. You're actually making your life harder. So I tell people that there is this major return on eating well when you're stressed in that 
you're happier. You feel more confident. You have more energy. You feel better about yourself and your body. So it's all in perspective. We can choose to see it as this burden that takes more time and energy and effort. But if we get really honest, it doesn't have to take more time, more energy, or more effort. You can throw a roast and some vegetables in a crock pot in about 35 seconds, turn it on, and it's ready for you when you walk through the door. You can run into Jimmy John's Sub So Fast You'll Freak, right? And get a lettuce wrap in less time than you would wait for your hot and ready whatever at Papa John's or whatnot, right? It's all in our perspective. Now, going back to the big rocks, when you feel like you are overwhelmed and you just can't do it all, I don't even try to do it all, right? There are a hundred different things I could do for my health in a given day, and I don't set out to do a hundred things. I, you know, you guys know I have my food rules, like I eat foods I love that love me back, I make enough for leftovers, I focus on fat and protein and fiber, but I also have minimum commitments. Doesn't mean I'm not going to have a piece of dark chocolate or I'm a bad girl if I do or hell, a cookie or whatever. I have my minimum commitments. No matter how stressed I am, no matter if I'm traveling, if I'm in another country, if I'm on the moon, it really doesn't matter. Number one, fat loss friendly breakfast, no matter where, no matter what, no matter who, it doesn't matter. That is one of my personal minimum commitments. Doesn't mean it has to be yours, but that's one of my big rocks. The second one is I sweat. I sweat every day. Now, that doesn't mean I go to the gym every day. It doesn't mean I get in a full workout every day. It could be as simple as 20 burpees as fast as possible in my bedroom or 20 kettlebell swings or whatever it is. I can make myself sweat really fast. I can do it in 90 seconds. Or it could be like a full-blown workout at the gym. But on any given day, that's one of my minimum commitments. And here's the thing. Sometimes I feel like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. I don't have time. I always have 90 seconds. I just always do, and it makes me feel so much better. It gives me energy, it improves my focus, it improves my mood, and my food choices are better when I've exerted myself physically in some ways. Now, obviously, you guys are intelligent people. You can think about creative and fun ways to get sweaty. I'm just saying, doesn't have to be a traditional workout. Use your imagination there. All right, so another one that I get very regularly, and sometimes these come in the form of text messages from my clients, and sometimes they come in the form of emails or messages on my group coaching private Facebook page or whatever else. Oh my gosh, everything was going awesome. I was feeling great, I was making progress, and then I had a cookie, (laughs) right? Like, everything was wonderful, and now I'm afraid I'm backsliding. And literally, I just texted one of my clients the other day, and I said it's a cookie. It's not a crisis, right? Move forward. I've given this analogy of a hike before, and we start at the bottom, and we might kind of like have this this expectation that we're going to go leaping and bounding up the mountain, and we're not going to get tired, and we're going to have our water, and we're going to have our healthy snacks, and it's going to be amazing. And then like 10 minutes in, you're sucking wind, and it feels really hard. Listen, rest, sit down. It's a hike. Take another step. Take a smaller step. Go slower. Have a cookie. Whatever. The point of this is, though, that we have to see this as an uphill hike. And sometimes we're going to feel really efficient and on our game and we're not going to need to rest and we're going to fuel ourselves well and everything's going to be great. And other times we're going to turn our ankle. 
or we're going to get tired and need to sit down, or we're going to get a little lost, or, you know, we're going to doubt ourselves, or we're going to have to step over branches or whatever. But the bottom line is everything, whether it's a cookie or an injury or a sit down to rest, we're still moving forward. So instead of like, oh my God, stop the tapes. I had a cookie. What's going on here? Keep moving. Keep moving. You need to sit down and take a breather. Sit down and take a breather, right? You need to fuel yourself differently. Fuel yourself differently. You need to get a little bit more sleep. You need to take a day off from the gym. Great, but it's still the same climb. And we're going to get there whether we take big, huge, unobstructed steps or whether we're climbing over briars and getting scratched up. Just keep moving. Just keep moving. All right, the last thing that I want to address is a very common thing, and I actually saw an email come in just before I hit record. Uh, the subject line was related to this, and it is about cravings and PMS. So major, and so many people feel like I'm totally in control, and then PMS, and then I want to eat all the things, including your face, right? And the wallpaper starts to look good. I get it. It is hormonal. Now, part of it is habitual. If you start to feel more tired, maybe a little crampy, maybe a little crabby, whatever, and you're in the habit of distracting yourself with food, then that's very behavioral. But there are some physiological components here. And honestly, in many ways, and I've gone into the science of it before in other episodes, but in many ways, like, just science doesn't matter. Here's my big thing. Just like Dave Ramsey says that Christmas doesn't sneak up on you, so like it shouldn't be this big financial catastrophe every year because you had a year's notice, you knew it was coming. The same thing is true for most of us with our cycles. Even if they aren't clockwork, we're still like familiar enough to understand what is likely to happen. And this is the value of tracking. And I really encourage you to know yourself, know your body better than you know any podcast or blog or book, right? You're going to get way more information from your body and plan Accordingly, if you know that you are exceptionally hungry the week before the start of your period, eat more. Eat more, right? If you know that you often binge three days before the start of your period, then put a plan together. So for me personally, about five days before my period, I start to get really hungry and I crave sweet things like give me all the ice cream, the cookies, the cupcakes, whatever. So I have a plan in place. I track my menstrual cycle on an app and there's a free version. I'm pulling it up on my phone right now. There is a free version, but I have the premium version and I don't really know the name of it, but on my phone it says m.calendar. I guess that's because if somebody saw my phone, they want to make it not look like it's a menstrual tracker, but it is, and it's like pink in a calendar, so I feel like people could figure it out. But anyway, m.calendar, and one of the things that it does is I have it set up to give me an alert, just a pop-up message, six days before the start of my period. The reason that I do that is because I know that I tend to be more hungry the five days leading up to day one of my cycle or the start of my period. So my strategy And I'm not saying this will work for you, but I do think that if you struggle with cravings or hunger prior to your period or at any point in your cycle, or just in general, right? If you're a man, you could have certain kind of triggers, right? Plan accordingly. For me, during that five-day period, I tell myself I'm going to have one treat 
And I also double up on my protein and fiber at my first two meals of the day for that five-day period, right? So this way, I know the cravings are coming and I don't feel like I'm being beat over the head with them or they're dragging me around by my hair. I anticipate them and I plan accordingly. So when that reminder pops up on my phone six days before the start of my period, I think, huh, what do I want my treat to be this week? And I plan it out and it's very specific and I go someplace and I get it. I don't buy a bag of cookies and bring them back. I will go out somewhere and maybe I'll buy a cup of ice cream at Cold Stone or I will go to a bakery and buy a cupcake or whatever it is. But I have one treat. It doesn't matter if it's what you would consider a clean treat or not a clean treat. Do whatever works for you. But that is how I stay in control. And then knowing that I'm going to be more hungry... I am going to eat more. And part of cravings comes from particular amino acid deficiencies. So by increasing my protein a little bit, I am staying in control of that. And if that means that I maintain my weight for that five-day period, that's fine. Because if that keeps me from going overboard and gaining two pounds, that is a win. So stay in control by having a plan. Just like with the bounce back strategy that I talked about, don't let it take you by surprise. Be proactive. Have a plan in place that represents an improvement for you so that you are in control of what's happening with your body, not feeling like you're just along for the ride. All right, so those are the questions that I wanted to tackle today. If you have challenges, questions, confusion, whatever, Let me know because I sincerely want to help. So I told you guys on Thursday's episode that we were going to be bringing back the What I Ate Yesterday segment by popular demand. So what I ate yesterday, in the morning before my workout, I had two cups of Bulletproof coffee. And then about maybe 90 minutes after my workout, I had chicken. I had cooked a whole chicken to make my bone broth that I blogged about. And I set the chicken aside. So after my workout, I had some of that chicken with a half an avocado and a big plate of sauteed kale and carrots, which I had gotten from a local farmer's market. It was super delicious. And then dinner, I got, um, I had an entire bag of the riced cauliflower from Trader Joe's. And I had that along with a bowl of my bone broth which was really tasty and I'm really enjoying that, which is funny because I'm not a soup person, but there's something about that right now that is either what my body needs or what my mind needs and I'm really enjoying it. So I hope this episode was helpful. I hope to hear from you soon and we'll be back in a couple of days with another episode. See you then. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.
Hey Houston, Khan's prices are invincible. That means prices have been cut low, as in amazingly low, as in won't be beat. In fact, we're backing it up with our low price guarantee. Invincible prices on appliances, furniture, electronics, mattresses, and more. Not invincible enough for you? How about free next day delivery on appliances, TVs, and mattresses? And payment options for everyone, whether you have good credit or building it. Visit Khan's today and find out what invincible feels like.